Supercross in Daytona, NASCAR in Las Vegas, and the debuts for the season for F1 and IndyCar. There's a lot to talk about, and we'll get to it here in a second. What's up, everybody? Big weekend of racing coming up. A lot of, like, a lot of good stuff coming up here through the next three days. I'm really excited about it, hopefully. Everyone else is, and there's a bunch of good stuff to get to about it. But first, I have to remind everyone, if you didn't check out the bonus episodes from over the weekend and then the one on Wednesday, one, I don't know why you haven't. Two, what are you waiting for? Three, they're really easy to find. You know, last week I had the Amsoil Championship Snowcross, Formula E, Supercross Arlington. Wednesday I had the 2023 F1 season preview and the testing results for the three days of testing in Bahrain. And they're pretty good. And informative, and they go deeper into some of these things I'm going to cover today, especially the one on Wednesday. I went farther into F1 than I will today, just for time constraints. And it's all already there, so go find it and listen to it. But again, a lot of good racing this weekend. We got NASCAR in Las Vegas, everyone, but ARC is there. The three major touring divisions being the Craftsman Truck Series, Xfinity Series, and the Cup Series all out in Las Vegas. Crystal and Dave will be there, so... What up to them if they're actually listening to this? Uh, 2023 season debuts for IndyCar and St. Pete, and we have F1 in Bahrain, and we have Supercross at Daytona to see what, you know, Ricky Carmichael himself put together because he designs the tracks for Daytona, and he always puts together, like, some of the best tracks, probably the best track you'll actually see all season, which is really super. I'm, like, stoked about that. Don't worry, the track maps will be up. You'll see them. In fact, I think they're already up if you go to Racing Rosinski on Twitter. Believe they're there. They better be there. I put them there. And the Facebook page. And they're really, really, I mean, it's rad. He always does really cool stuff. And then once Monday, yeah, well, Sunday or Monday rolls around, they're done with the weekend there. Depending on his travel schedule, he will be in a meeting and they'll be setting up next year's and planning all of that. But We get to see Supercross, Daytona International Speedway for the 250 East and 450s. Gate drops at 7 p.m. on Peacock and the rears at 1 a.m. on CNBC, which means no one's going to watch it. So, hey, if you have Peacock, you can watch it live or you can watch it the next day. Fast forward through the commercials and other stuff they don't want to see, but really good racing. I recommend watching this one because Ricky puts together a super one. I'm really excited to see what he does, but... You know, Eli Tomac, he's the one I'm looking at this weekend. He's he's the big one because he broke Ricky's record last year in Daytona. He now stands alone with the most wins at Daytona, and he has a chance to add one more before he rides off into the sunset. And I think he could do it because he's just won so many in a row there. He's really, you know, just got a knack for it and what Ricky puts together. And he needs a big comeback after the way now both, you know, we saw, you know, the race in Arlington ended bad and we saw the other one too, where he went down, you know, he had some issues with that, especially when he should have won last week because he was just gone. And I think that this is the perfect track for him to get everything back together again. He just like, go back and watch some of the old ones. He goes out there and he just lays it down. And, you know, some people, you know, like Jason Anderson's, you know, they've gotten themselves in trouble with other people, which costs them from being anywhere near there. But even with that, he's been untouchable there and he needs a good weekend after that one. 
that he had last weekend. So hopefully he gets it again. Follow along on, yeah, the racing Rosinski Twitter feed. That's where I post the most, but the track maps and all kinds of stuff will be up. So you can see what, you know, we're getting into then. I also want to see what Chase Sexton, Cooper Webb, and again, you know, Jason Anderson, you know, in the 450s can do in regards to the 250 East. I want to see what they can all do, really. You know, there's a bunch of guys that I think really can step up. And I mean, even Hunter Lawrence, as good as he is, this is only a second ever race there. He finished sixth in 2021 in his only race there. You know, it's a whole new thing to see what he could do because he's been fantastic everywhere. You know, he had some dumb luck last week and we're just, he couldn't catch a break, but he still got good finishes out of it, even with everything that happened. So I think he's going to be really good. And his brother ran really good there last year. So you know, I want to see what he can put together. Uh, but I think it'll be good racing regardless. I don't know. The points races are so close. You know, the 450 is obviously closer with Eli Tomac in the lead, but Cooper Webb's only down two points. Chase Sexton's only down five points. They've won all the races, all three of them combined, and they're right on top of each other every single race. So even if Tomac goes out there and does what he has been doing there, Eli isn't going to get too far away unless the other two suddenly have problems, which I just... I mean, Chase Sexton always has something happen every race, but he still gets good finishes regardless of all that. So I'm really, you know, intrigued to see how it all just actually works out and plays out in the 450s because they've been, you know, way closer and on top of each other than in the 250 East, and that's not, you know, anything against them. Hunter Lawrence's first, Max Ancy's second at 11 down, and Nate Thrasher's third behind, you know, 16 points. But look how Thrasher got that. Max Ancy's always right there. You know, Hunter's just always had the little bit extra, you know, of a gap. There wasn't, you know, catastrophe in every race, you know, for some of the guys where we've seen everyone have their bad spots in the 450. So they're on top of each other, those three. There is a little gap there, but not much. And I think it's going to lead to good stuff, especially with everything Ricky has planned. Again, I say I want to see it. I mean, obviously seeing the maps, but I want to see, you know, bikes on track and see how they do that because I think it's going to be fantastic other things maybe hope you know hopefully get to see you know jet in the booth again because his experience there he won there you know see what his insights are of everything and even bigger james stewart aka bubba himself will be in the booth as well with ricky super looking forward to that i mean just went to the hall of fame all by himself in the class and you know he's up there on the wins list everything like the amount of knowledge that will be up there between you know just ricky and bubba is going to be enough to watch it so i'm really looking forward to that and all the insight again tomorrow night at seven gate drops on peacock re-airs at 1 a.m on cnbc on sunday no one's going to watch that but you know next day peacock too and you can fast forward through you know commercials and ads for bikes and all that stuff which does save you a bunch of time but it's going to be really good i'm excited for it hopefully you guys are I think it's going to be probably one of the best races of the year just because of the track in and of itself because they put together a fantastic one. So we'll see, but I'm telling you, make sure you got your eyes on that one because that's going to be killer. They also have the IndyCar Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, 12 p.m. Sunday on NBC, NBC Universal, Peacock, IndyCar Live, and Sirius XM. Finally, their first race of the year. I enjoyed the race that they did there last year. And might I add, there's a lot of on track time that we can actually watch. It's not just going to be on the radio or IndyCar live or anything just through 
Peacock, if you have it. Most of this, but practice one today, 3 p.m. to 4.15 p.m. on Peacock, Saturday, 10 to 11 a.m. That's practice two on Peacock. Qualifying's on Saturday, 2.15 to 3.30 on Peacock. Warm-ups, Sunday, 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. on Peacock. Indy NXT, I know it's not NXT, I'm a wrestling fan, obviously, what can I say? Yeah, but Indy Next Race, Sunday, 9.50 a.m. to 11.05 a.m. on Peacock. And then finally, the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg, Sunday, 12 p.m. to 12.30 p.m. on NBC Peacock, NBC Universo, IndyCar Live, Sirius XM, and IndyCar Radio. There wasn't enough to put into a few breaths right there. Track, 1.8 miles, 14 turns through the streets of downtown St. Petersburg, and a section of runway from the Albert Witted Airport. Last year, Alex Pillow won in dominating fashion. He led 67 of the 95 laps. He was just, yeah, he's in his own little uh, world there. Uh, Joseph Newgarden second. Will Power, who went on to win the championship, was third. And it was a good race. Again, it's just good to see them back on track. It makes a lot more for me to have to watch and keep track of, but I don't give a damn. It's good. Uh, a lot of stuff I want to see, you know. Doing some things. Colton Herta did way worse than everyone expected, finishing 11th after winning it in 2021. And anyone that's watched any IndyCar at all, when they get to street courses, I mean, he's beaten himself more in the last two years than other people have beaten him on street courses like this. Just overdriving it, overaggressive, just dumb. And if he could get away from doing that, I think there's a really good chance that he could have this one, especially after, you know, Everything that happened, we tried to get to F1 and get the super license and all the headaches that happened with that months ago. You know, I really just want to see him you know, go out there and just focused in, you know, locked in, in the zone. And again, overly aggressive impatience is what has killed him. That's what got him last year in some races. That's what got him in Nashville in the first race they did there because he was in a league of his own, drove way too aggressive and impatiently. And dumb things happened. That kid is super talented on street courses like this. I think this is a good chance for him to start out with a bang and you know show that he's matured through everything and all that. And if he can do that, I think he's going to be you know dangerous again because him and street courses are fantastic. He's just have you ever listened to the song "Lit"? My own worst enemy. I mean, he's not all of those things, but he definitely has been his own worst enemy the last two years in a bunch of these situations. Hopefully, that does better. Get to see Will Power coming off the championship from last year, where he defeated Joseph Newgarden by 16 points and third place Scott Dixon by 39 points. But, you know, it came down to the last race where everyone, you know, the three or four guys that all had a chance at winning the championship, depending on how everything fell. And, you know, things could have went differently all year and had, you know, different people in positions, more people there. But it came down to that. It came down to the last race. That's what everyone says they want in racing. That's what everyone barks about. You know, the playoffs in NASCAR and everything else. And it came down to what everyone wants. And, you know, I want to see how Penske can run this year and, you know, what Ganassi can do. But Penske, I mean, last year was a good year for them. Look what they did in IndyCar, obviously. Look what they did in NASCAR with Logano. You know, that was, you know, Cindric got a win. Blaney didn't, but he, you know, was the most consistent of the non-winners by a long shot. Way up there with average finish and all that. Harrison Burton, I mean, the Wood Brothers might as well be a Penske team, but they got two championships and two series, you know, and they couldn't be any further apart than IndyCar and NASCAR. So 
I want to see, you know, if they can keep that consistency up across both of them. I mean, they have the talent. They have the teams. See how, you know, luck plays a part in it. You know, right place, right time, a lot of strategy. And there's a lot more of that in IndyCar. But excited to see what they can do. And regardless, um, you know, of what happens, I'm just happy to see them back. And this is going into it like I did last week on a lot of the NASCAR stuff. You know, where I said this is the first time off of a plate track. So, you know, we'll get to see something there and learn some stuff, which we did. Then we're going from, you know, two miles there to the mile and a half at Vegas. And then we're going to Phoenix next week, which is completely different. So, you know, in about another month, we'll actually know what we're looking at. And I'm just taking this to see where everyone is starting off the beginning of the year, you know, mental car, all kinds of things, you know, to see if any improvements were made. And that's about the best I can give you. If you don't like it tough, I don't care. They haven't been on track yet. I just want to see where everyone's at, and there's some good stuff to look into. 2023 F1 debut. The Gulf Air Bahrain Grand Prix Sunday, 10 a.m. on ESPN at the Bahrain International Circuit. Might I add you, it's so nice that it's on at 10 a.m. Like 10, 12, and then cup. Like, it's a good day of racing. A busy day racing, but a good day of racing. And there's a lot of moving parts going into the 2023 season. There are a lot of drivers, you know, have moved you know, constructors, teams, and all kinds of things all over the board. If you want to hear them all in great detail, find the bonus episode from Wednesday. Listen to it, watch it, whatever you're doing here. It's available all there. It's really quick. I go over all the teams, all their lineups, people that came here, there, and everywhere, and I talk about the testing results from the three days of testing they did there as well, which we did. I think you can honestly say you learned some things from it. One of those things is something you didn't want to learn, but we all saw it coming. But check that out if you want to hear you know, all of that in great detail so I don't drag this thing on forever. But it's a 5.412 kilometer track or 3.362 miles, 15 turns, 57 laps. The race is 308.238 kilometers long or 191.53 miles. First races in 2004. Fastest lap recorded belongs to Pedro De La Rosa with a lap of a minute 31 seconds. Just under a minute, 31 and a half. It was 131, 447 and 05. And the inaugural event, shockingly enough, was won by Michael Schumacher back with Ferrari when he was just out there winning everything under the sun. That should surprise no one. <clears throat> but after last, you know, how last season ended, you know, with all the dominance by Max and how this race ended last year, because he had the car to do it and then it failed right there at the end. Excuse me. And the way that they've picked up, like contesting, they got faster somehow. Like everyone else improved, yeah, but so did they. And I just want to see how, you know, what Max does, because I don't think he's forgotten about how it ended last year at this race. You know, one of the few boxes he didn't get to mark off where he dominated just about everything else. So I want, I think he's going to come out swinging. And, you know, I just want to see how close everyone else is. That's really, you know, the big thing because a lot of teams did improve. If you, you know, I go over it in the bonus episode from Wednesday. You know, a lot of teams improved a very good chunk between testing from 2022 when they first got the car to the testing they just did here in 2023. You know, there's some people that picked up very good chunks of time, which is good for the sport. Everyone has the car more, worked with it more, figured more things out. That's a good thing. The problem is, Red Bull picked up too. And what they picked up, 
negates anything that anyone else did. But I think the competition behind Max will be better because you saw last year, Checo, his own teammate, was years behind him. You know, so we'll see what they do, but I think it's going to be scary. And only one team took a step back between the testing sessions. That was Alpine, but I think losing Fernando Alonso meant more to them than they thought. Now, and uh, you know, going to Aston Martin, gain for them, great switch. You lose Vettel to retirement, you get Fernando Alonso. That was, you know, great. I also don't think that Daniel Ricciardo was the problem in McLaren. I think it's the car because they haven't won anything in forever. He got them their only win. And I don't think they were giving him the best they had last year, and they just wanted to get rid of him. Now he's back with Red Bull as a reserve driver. I think that could be a good thing. But we'll see where, you know, the Mercedes and the Ferraris are. And comp- and Checo. Throw Checo in there, too. Sergio Perez. Want to see where they are. See how everything works out, because I just don't think anyone's going to be anywhere near Max. And I think after winning so much last year, this is one of the boxes he didn't have marked off, and I think that's going to be dangerous for everyone else that's anywhere near it. Time will tell, but I think that's kind of bad for them. We'll see. Again, Sunday morning, 10 a.m. on ESPN, and watch their coverage. If you ever, that's what racing coverage should be. Those guys absolutely kill the whole entire thing. Uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series Victoria's Voice Foundation 200, presented by Westgate Resorts. That's a mouthful. Tonight, 9 p.m. on FS1, 134 laps for a total of 201 miles. Some of the people entered in there, the bigger names. You got John Hunter Nemechek in the 17 for David Gilliland. Ross Chastain's in the 41 for Al Nice again. Brennan Poole's in the 46 for Timothy Vaines. And Kyle Busch is in the 51 for himself at KBM. And I think he just needs to run races, you know, just to see where the trucks are from switching over manufacturers. You know, regardless of how anyone feels this one, you know, it's not like the old days, you know, the Toyota days when they were just going, going, going. Like first year with Chevy, no matter what, there are still some changes. And it's a Vegas swimmer in there doesn't, you know, make a difference to me. Um, and this one, I'm just trying to learn a bunch of stuff. I mean, we saw Zane Smith win at Daytona. I'm sure he'd love to win this one after how dumb Daytona was. And if you don't know, find that one too. I did a bonus episode on how much they absolutely sucked there and they continue to. But, you know, I'm sure he wants to get the taste of that, even if it was a, you know, win out of his mouth and get another one. He has the capability. Uh, Chandler Smith outdueled Kyle Busch for the win last year. Stuart Friesen was third. Matty D got a six. Haley Deegan, really just dumb luck. I believe there's a fire. You know, just bad stuff. But she finished 33 and against first race of the season off a restrictor plate, you know, on a mile and a half. So, you know, I want to see what Thor Sports like with Ford again after years with Toyota. They have been with Ford before. You know, just to see what they look like on these things, you know, see if Different team and all that brings different luck for Haley Deegan just because see if Maddie D can continue that run. And then, you know, there's even bigger things like see what the Daniel dies, Roger Caruso, Nick Sanchez. There's so many of them. See what they could do because there's a lot of young talent there that's getting a chance. I just, you know, first time in the truck on a mile and a half. So I just want to see what they're going to do after, you know, in the draft at Daytona. Here's another test to see all of that and where they stand. And again, it's something besides restrictor plates. So I'm just trying to see where everyone stands right now because we haven't seen them on anything, but Daytona and everyone runs right on top of each other there. So it's not a fair assessment. We see people up there, cars duct taped together, missing fenders as long as you're in the draft. It's good. So I'm sure we're going to learn some things and we'll see if Kyle can go for the end of the weekend sweep. He's done it twice before. He's the only guy to do it. It was at Bristol, but we'll see. I have faith, but I'm excited to see 
the race again tonight, 9 p.m. on FS1. At the Xfinity Series on Saturday, the Elsco Uniforms 300, and shout out, I think it was FS1 or FS2 that had you know, last year's on earlier today. That was a cool thing to wake up to, or it was last night. No, it was last night it was on. That was good to see. See, they run together on me. I'm sorry. Or two nights ago. Hey, telling you. JD, if you're listening, you can comment when he knows my scattered brain all too well. And that was before the last traumatic brain injury. But, you know, <clears throat> Saturday, 4.30 p.m. FS1 again because they just love to have, you know, all the races but the Cup guys on FS1. But it's 200 lap race, 301 miles. Interesting entrance into this one. Brennan Poole's driving in the six for Teresa Davis. Kyle Busch, unretiring from Xfinity competition to drive the 10 for colleague and hopefully take away a win from JGR and Toyota. I'm pretty sure that has to be partial motivation. Uh, Tyler Reddick in the 24 again for Sam Hunt. We'll see what happens with him and Josh Berry after Josh Berry straight up just drove him into the wall last weekend. And when you look at this one, this is the interesting one because 2022, Ty Gibbs won. No Gregson was second. Daniel Hemrick was third. Then Barry, Algar, Castle, Creed, Moffitt, AJ Elmdinger, and Brandon Jones rounded out the top 10. And now first and second of Ty Gibbs and No Gregson, gone. Castle, gone. AJ, gone. And John Hunter finished 12th, is now full time. Like there's a lot of people that are gone. And now it's our first mile and a half. So I just want to see again who's going to keep you know, stepping up and where everyone's program is. There's people we all expect are going to be getting you know, the Austin Hills. You know, Sheldon Creed will be good if you ever had good luck. John Hunter Nemechek, obviously. Stuart Haas, guys, because no matter what Cole Custer being there is, you know, the thing to help the team because he is, you know, he runs better down there in that stuff. It's just the way it is. And Riley Herbst is on a roll. I think it couldn't hurt to have him there now. Junior Motorsports, obviously. Parker Kligerman, obviously, just because he's talented, he's finally in a car that can, you know, be semi, you know, really competitive in a lot of spots. I think he might steal a win here and there somewhere in a road course or something. But those are the normal guys you have to look for. I just want to see after all those guys are gone, you know, do we see a younger guy, Sammy Smith, Chandler Smith? Do we see, you know, Al Geyer finally, you know, get that moment in that championship and dominate? Like there's a lot of stuff, but it's the first mile and a half. So I have those guys I expect to do good. You know, and again, stupid stuff could happen, but I want to see after that where everything is. It's another big learning thing. Just like next weekend is going to be more learning stuff, but we'll at least see who's consistent no matter where we go after this. So we'll see. And again, Rowdy coming out of retirement in the Xfinity Series. See if he can get a win for colleague and stick one to the old, yeah, to JGR and Toyota for not keeping them around. And I do think that Chevy and RCR and them look way better than Gibbs and 2311 looks right now, but Alsco uniforms 300 Saturday, 4 30 PM FS one. If you can't watch it, set your damn DVR. It's not that hard. And then you can fast forward through the commercials because Fox likes to give you a lot. They've turned into NBC. I think there actually might be worse than NBC was last year for being honest, but brings us to the cup series. Pennzoil 400 crystal and Dave will be there. Hopefully they enjoy it. Presented by Jiffy lube Sunday, 3 30 PM on Fox 267 lap race for 400 miles. And again, 10 o'clock F1 and noon, you got IndyCar, and then 3.30, you got NASCAR. It's a full day of racing. I can't complain about that. The lady on the other side of that door will complain about that, but it's okay. I'll go buy her a ball of mozzarella. Everything will be okay. She loves the much. But 2022, Alex Bowman won. Kyle Larson was second. 
Chastain third, Kyle Busch fourth, followed by Byron, Almirola, Reddick, Truex, Elliott, and Bell to round out the top 10. And there's some things I want to see, you know, in this one. I want to see, you know, if Eric Jones, especially now that Jimmy's there and Noah's his teammate, so he has a competent teammate because he was running really good until, you know, the wreck happened. So I'd like to see if he can continue that and if Noah can further improve on that because, again, I think he's much better than that. Um, then he he was much better than he finished, and Noah, I'm sorry, he's a better driver than Ty. It's it's a big improvement. I want to see if 2311 can get their shit together. All right, it's the first time I slipped, but, you know, where have you been? Reddick hasn't been there, Bubba. Bad luck at Daytona, but you can't, you know, there were people getting turned like that all weekend. So that was the Daytona thing, but they didn't look good. You know, see if they can improve. I do give him a great, great credit for the save, though, trying not to hit Eric Jones. He ended up breaking himself last year. So he did have a rocket ship last year, did Bubba, until that, you know, unfortunate thing where we saw both of them go out. But that happens. Uh, Corey LaJoy, see if we can get another great run out of him after last weekend because, you know, he's looked better this year. They have slowly improved, but last weekend they held in there. So let's see, you know, what they look like this year. Sadly, he has Ty Dillon as his teammate. So, you know, he's not going to get any better. He's not going to get any help. But, See what they can do after that run. RCR, yeah, they're going to look good again. Trackhouse, they're doing phenomenal. And Toyota's lost their numbers, and they haven't looked good. And you can say whatever you want, and numbers are the numbers so far this year. doesn't mean that they're going to stay like that, but I, but like I said last year, Walter might have even been on here to say it, losing Kyle Busch and KBM was a giant loss. More than they'll ever admit it. And I think they lost something special when – that happened and so far rcr and a bunch of them look better doesn't mean they can't get better but right now it looks like a net gain for chevy time will tell before you freak out but so far it looks like a much bigger gain for childress and a very huge loss for toyota uh another thing we'll see if blaney can get a win together your luck there you go people on twitter will blaney win will someone hold his pick crew accountable Having a big, long conversation about that earlier this week. See if they do anything. Who knows? Blaney will finally snap and stop taking everyone's shit. Maybe that'll happen. Time will tell. But it's still early in the year for me to make any bigger, you know, anything than that. Yeah. We make observations. i tell you again. When I say, I think Legacy will do good. I think LaJoy will do good. RCR looks good. Trackhouse looks good. Like there's things, you know, Logano looks good. Those are things you expect going into this, but we have no mile and a half at all this year. So, you know, we'll see how it all works out again, because no matter what, different year, you know, they have worked on things. So we'll see. But a big, exciting weekend for racing. Going to keep me busy. Set your DVRs and go on Peacock. Otherwise, it's going to keep you busy. But again, you got Indy Next, NTT IndyCar Series, and Supercross for the weekend all on there. Yeah, until the big, you know, and you can watch the big race there too. Like it's worth it. The IndyCar guys at St. Pete, great racing. And the Daytona track for Supercross is fantastic. Ricky doesn't miss ever on that. So make sure you check them out or at least go and watch them later because it's going to be really good stuff. I trust on that. Um, and check out the bonus episodes if you haven't, you know, if you want to know anything more about F1 going into it. Before they start, I went over it all, people, new places, all kinds of stuff. So make sure you find that and do that as well. It's much more thorough and in-depth. And this thing already went this long. And that would we would have been here for an hour. And that's just, that's not feasible. But also go on Anchor if you can. Click on the link for the show. I share it everywhere. Or go to anchor.fm. You'll find it. And uh, 
if you can, you know, you can do a monthly payment to the show or anything, whatever you can do, no matter what, you know, every little bit helps to go towards trademarks and cameras and equipment and all that stuff. So I can keep operating and upgrading as anchors nice enough to dump everyone that doesn't have a certain amount of listeners off of their ad system that barely paid us anything anyway. Still love them because I do all this for free, but yeah, that one's a kick in the head. So if you guys could do that for any of the shows, this one, that's appreciated. But thank you for watching, listening, the support. Share the hell out of all the links. I put them on Facebook at the Jesse Rosinski Show. Truth, I believe, is under Jesse Rosinski. And then Twitter at Racing Rosinski. And I post the most on Twitter. I'm live tweeting, you know, during races and events. You can keep track of stuff there if you need to know anything, you know. But I do the most on Twitter. It helps a lot. So make sure you check it out. Follow me on there. It's a great thing. And one more share the hell out of it. Also, let me know what you think. You know, there's a lot of thoughts going into all this. I just don't think that we can really, you know, know anything because, you know, we haven't seen them on a mile and a half and, you know, anything's possible. So we got to wait and see all that. But just know I appreciate all of you and enjoy your weekend. Enjoy all the racing if you watch it all, you know, live or later at all. And enjoy whatever you have planned and like that. You know, until next time, deuces, peace. I'm out. Bye, everybody.